I'm Amber Peterson, and you're listening to Mamas and Money, episode number 20, Money Worries. Did you know that creating confidence with your money will change your life? My name is Amber Peterson. I'm a mother, licensed financial professional, and a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And if you're ready, let's take this journey together. Hello, everyone. How y'all doing today? You having a good day? I sure hope that you are. You know, I've been really reflective over the past few weeks. My grandmother over the Thanksgiving weekend passed away. And I think any time there's a death of a loved one that you cared about, that you admire and really love deeply, it really allows us time to reflect and gain some perspective in our own lives. At least that's what has been happening for me. I was in a unique position because I was asked to write the obituary for my sweet grandma. And this felt really daunting to me because, I mean, how do you quantify someone's life in a few short sentences or even paragraphs? You know, how do you convey what they meant to you or the impact that they made? And I really came to the conclusion it's really impossible to convey an accurate description of someone's life, especially someone that you care so much about in just a few short sentences. Really, all that is possible is just a small glimpse into that amazing life. And as I went through this process, I reflected on the life of my grandmother. I had the opportunity several years ago and the privilege to actually record the history of my grandmother and grandfather. I would sit down and we would ask questions and we'd record all of their responses on a recording device and we'd be there for hours. And then once we had all those recordings, I would then transcribe them into a book. And I'm so grateful to have that book today because I was then able to share and reflect on my grandma's life and have the stories and have the pictures there that I could look at and to review and to reminisce about all the things she did in her life. And not only for myself, but I was able to share that with my kids. They got to see pictures of her when she was little and in her teenage years. And then she, when she got married and became a mom and the travels she had around the world with my grandfather, they heard stories that they had never heard before. And they loved learning about her life. She actually was a twin. And one such unique story was her and her sister Daphne They were both getting married kind of at the same time. They were both engaged and my grandma Denise had been engaged only for a short time to my grandpa and they decided, well, since they were both getting ready to get married at some point that they would want to do a wedding together. So they had a double wedding and not only a double wedding, but a double honeymoon as well. And my children had no idea. And we all had, uh, we all laughed reading the accounts that they gave. And it's just something my kids would never know about if those things weren't recorded. It gave us all a chance to really reminisce about their life. She also gave some accounts when money was a concern. There were times when my grandfather was out of work and they didn't know exactly how they were going to meet all of their obligations. But what I also noticed, even in those small accounts, They lasted for only a few months to about a year or two. And those small periods of time were really small compared to her 94 years of life. And I found myself considering how much of our lives do we spend worrying about money? And not only worrying about money, but letting money consume our precious time and our precious energy. So I wanted to dive into this topic today and really talk about what is worry? 
And is worry serving us going forward? And really at the base of it, worry is just a feeling or an emotion. And it's experienced in our body as a certain vibration. And we experience that worry because of what we think. And not only what we think, but what we think about our future. It's interesting because when we have thoughts about our future, we're giving our brain a problem to solve that really is unsolvable. And let me give you an example. My son shared with me just the other day. And he said he was worried because he may not get a good enough job to provide for him and his family. And let me give you a little context. My son is currently 17 and with no family (laughs) or even prospects for a family currently. He's currently going to high school and has a job at the local pizzeria. The likelihood of marriage, family, and needing a job to provide for a family are still years and years away. And yet he is worried right now it may not happen. So he's giving his brain the problem of getting a job that provides right now and he can't solve that problem. He doesn't have the context to solve that problem. But yet his brain and all of our brains when we go into worry want to solve these problems we present. Our brains not only want to solve it, they want to be efficient and find evidence that we are right. So for example, my son's brain then goes to work to solve the problem. His brain will start to give him all sorts of thoughts to consider. And that thoughts actually support the idea that he might not find a job that provides. So he might start to think, okay, if I don't get a good enough job that provides, then what will me and my family do to survive? And if me and my family don't have what we need to survive, then what's going to happen to us? And what if we end up homeless? What if we end up on the street? What if we can't eat? what then happens, right? Our brain goes kind of into this tailspin of the what ifs. And that's what worry does. It keeps us stuck in these what ifs and our brain's consistently trying with all its might to figure out all of these different problems and issues that we can't even solve yet for ourselves. Because for my son, when he says, what if I don't get a job that provides, who's he providing for? He doesn't even know that yet. He doesn't know if he's going to have a spouse. He doesn't know how many kids he will have. So he literally can't decide even how much money he needs to provide because he doesn't even know who he's providing for. And yet his brain is going to work. And I think one of the big reasons for this and why our brain wants so much to solve these problems and why we place maybe an emphasis on worrying as a helpful tool is because we think If we can solve all these problems that could occur in our future, then we can avoid pain and heartache and suffering as well. But just like I said with that example of my son, there is no way he could solve those problems. And even if there was a miraculous way, we could find an answer to every single problem our brain can come up with and try to solve for us. Think of how much time and energy and effort we would take trying to figure all of that out. We would spend so much of our time and our energy trying to solve for problems that may not even exist in our future. Because just like for my son, there may not ever be a time where he can't provide or that he won't find a job that provides. And yet he's still perceiving this as it is a problem that he needs to solve for. And maybe you've experienced this before where your brain then spins in these thoughts and you have this feeling of worry that you feel like you can't get out of. 
because it will just keep giving you extra thoughts to think about the what ifs of what could occur and it keeps us spinning. And so really the crucial part of all this is that we're giving our brain a problem to solve that is not a problem. It's kind of like if I gave you a puzzle with missing pieces and no picture or instructions how to complete the puzzle and I say, put this together, complete this puzzle. It's impossible, right? Even if you did figure out the design, you would still have pieces that are incomplete and you can't solve for it. And so that's what worry really does is it keeps us spinning in our thoughts of all the what ifs that could possibly occur in our future. I really love this quote that I heard. So if you have ever seen the movie Fantastic Be Somewhere to Find Them, one of the characters in there is Newt Scamander. And he's speaking to um, his friend Jacob Kowalski. And they're searching for a creature in Central Park. Newt casually gives body armor and a helmet to Jacob and says, you know, put these on. There's nothing to worry about. And Jacob's not really reassured <laughs> and really questions Newt. If you say this, do people actually believe you not to worry? And Newt replies, my philosophy is that worrying makes you suffer twice. And this is something I thought was very relevant because the more I notice this in my life, I notice that I would not only spend my brain energy and my body energy worrying about a problem I couldn't solve yet. And then if that problem actually occurred, then I would need to spend my brain energy and my body energy actually solving the problem again, which is so fascinating that we feel like worry is then going to solve the problem for us. And let me separate this out just a little bit. It doesn't mean that we don't take steps to possibly make sure that the problem isn't there or that the problem is less than what we can perceive it to be. So for instance, with my son, if he is worried about finding a job that provides, what he can then do is say, okay, what can I do right now to make the possibility in my life to have a job that does provide? So he can then say, okay, well, I want to take the steps to get good grades. So that gives me more opportunities for schooling. Or he might say, I'm going to go into a trade so that I have more jobs available to me to make the money that I would like to make. He also could then say, I also want to go and gain experience in certain job areas. So then I also have more opportunities to make more money at a certain position. It's not that we don't take steps now to help us avoid or even lessen issues in the future, but what I want to open up and, and offer to you today is showing if worry is helping you get to where you want to be with money. Now, I also want to make this clear. I'm not saying it's wrong to worry or that you should stop worrying. We are humans. We're not robots. We will worry at some point. And if you haven't yet, you will, <laughs> especially when it comes to money, because we are humans and we have human brains and human emotions. But I want you to reflect and see if worry is really serving you and helping you overcome your challenges or to move forward in what you want to create for your life. I want to offer you certain steps to help you move forward so then you're not spinning in those thoughts of worries and what is but then you're able to take the steps necessary to create what you want. That's what I've noticed for my life. I have not seen my worry get me to where I want to be. Even just recently, I can give you just an example, worrying about my business. 
and worrying that it's going to be successful. And I think this is a common concern with every business owner or entrepreneur is wondering if what I put out into the world is going to be beneficial and helpful and will it succeed? From my experience, I worry that it's not going to have the success that I expect it to have. Now, here's the thing. If I'm just sitting here and worrying and I think, how is this going to be successful? What if the right clients don't come in? What if I'm not putting out the content I need to? What if I'm not advertising the way I need to? What if I'm not marketing the way I need to? Can you see that it's none of those things are helping me take the action steps to create the success I want in my business? When we feel that worry in our bodies, and it's an uncomfortable feeling, right? It's not the the greatest feeling we want to feel, but when we feel that worry, at least for me, what action steps do I take? What does that look like? Well, I spin in my thoughts. I sit there and if you could see me sitting on a chair or in my bed or, and sitting there and thinking, not taking action, get short tempered with my family. If they try to bring things to my attention, I might sleep more and not work on my business because I don't know what action steps to take. I might also then be reaching for things outside of my business that aren't serving my business. And then what are my results? My results are I'm not creating the success I want in my business. So from that worry, it does not give us the feeling to then create the action steps to create the results that we want. And so what will help us get out of the worry and then being able to redirect our brains to what can I do now to then help me with what I want to create in the future. So let me give you these few steps. The first one is allow yourself to feel worried. Now, this might seem very counterintuitive to what I just explained. More often than not, just like I said, with our brain trying to solve the problem, we're either trying to delve into it deeper and we're trying to figure out and solve all the problems that could ever occur. Or sometimes we even try to push it away or find ways to feel different. And it's kind of like a beach ball in the water. If you've ever tried to push a beach ball under the water, you are applying all this pressure and it's applying with equal, if not even greater pressure to come back up out of the water. And so when we push away that emotion or try to feel something different, it can come back stronger and cause us to continually stay worried. So one way to work through that is to actually feel it. And the more we can feel and recognize being worried, the more it gives us grounds to understand it and then actually work through it. So it's not so paralyzing to what we want to do and create in the future. And one of the things you can do as you're trying to feel that is try to identify what it feels like. What does it feel like in your body? What does it look like? Does it have a color? Does it feel soft? Does it feel hard? Does it feel sharp? Does it move? Does it stay still? All of those identifying features can help you then say, okay, this is what worry feels like. And sometimes you might just have to say, this is what I'm going to do today. I'm going to feel worry as I go about my day. And I promise you, the more that you can identify and then feel it, the less of a impact it will have to keep you spinning in the negative. Now, another thing you can do, so step two is notice your thoughts. Are you thinking about potential problems or problems that don't exist? Are they even solvable right now? One way I find is very useful to kind of identify what you're thinking is writing down everything that's going in through your mind. And when you see those thoughts on paper, 
It gives you clarity to examine your thoughts and see if they're helping you or not. You can actually see, okay, this is what I'm thinking. Is that something that's helping me or not? Is that something that I want to address or not? Is this a problem? Just like my son, if he's saying, I'm worried about a future job, and he writes that down on paper, is that something he can solve right now? Or he can even look at it and say, hey, if I'm worried about a future job, I can take some steps today towards that. Okay, and that's the next tip I have for you. The next step is decide if it's a problem that can be solved or if you even want to work towards it. So my son could look at this and say, you know what? I can't really solve right now if I'm going to get a good job that provides later on for my family. I'm going to decide then to focus on other things that I can control right now. Or if he says, you know what? I want to take some steps to make sure I have more opportunity for a job that provides. I'm going to then work really hard at my schooling or check out jobs in the community I might find fascinating or see what jobs will pay more money and what I need to do to be qualified for those. So then you can decide if it's really a problem that you want to work on or even if you can work on it or take steps towards it. Now, step number four is make a decision. So if my son says, okay, I want to work towards this so I have more opportunities for a job that provides, I'm going to make a decision to study and work hard at my grades. You might make a decision to say, you know, I'm going to reach out to business owners in the community so I can learn from them. I'm going to see what jobs pay the most. And then step five is taking action on it. So not only making the decision to look up jobs with higher paying potential, but then actually doing it. Taking and blocking out time in your day and saying, okay, I'm actually going to take action on that. What this does is it redirects your brain to focus on what you want to create in your life. Let's give a money result with these different steps because I think that can be very, very useful. Let's say, for instance, you have some outstanding debt, okay? Whether that's from Christmas shopping, whether that's from a purchase you made earlier, but let's say you have some debt and you might be worried about it. First of all, so step one, feel that. Feel what that feels like in your body. Allow yourself to feel worried. And then number two, notice your thoughts about your debt. Write down all the thoughts you're thinking of surrounding that debt. And then you can start looking at those different thoughts and say, okay, is there something that I want to do about this now? Is this a problem I can solve right now? Some of you might have some debt that you're like, yeah, I can get this paid off right now and it's a solvable problem that we can take care of right now. Others of you might have debt that's usually a longer term, like a house that we might say, okay, well, I can't pay that all off currently, but what steps do I want to take towards that so I know that that will be paid off in the future? And then, of course, step number four is make that decision. Say, okay, you know what? I know I'm not going to pay off my house tomorrow, but I'm going to put an extra amount of money on my house payment, every single payment, so then I can pay it off sooner and then take the action to do so. Go in and then actually make those payments to pay off your home sooner. At this point, you've given your brain an action plan to follow. Instead of it trying to solve all the what ifs of what could occur, to redirect and refocus those efforts on creating the results you want to have. Do things like pay off your debt, create the money you want to in your life, being able to have the things you want to have to create the life of abundance for you and your family. 
So I am so excited for you to try all these steps for you. And I'd love to know how it goes as you are working through your worries with money and to really know your results and the things you're taking away from that and the things that you're learning. I also wanted to remind you that if you are finding this to be helpful, we talk about some of this in our Creating Confidence with Your Money course and what you make money mean and what you can do and more action steps you can take to create confidence in the money that you have and that you will create in your life. So definitely head over to amberpetersoncoaching.net to get more information and I can't wait to see you there. I hope you all have a beautiful day and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you for joining me today. Please let me know if you have any questions or ideas of things you want to learn about in upcoming podcast episodes. You can reach me by email at amberpetersoncoaching at gmail.com. And if you find this podcast to be beneficial and is supporting you in your goals, please leave a review. That way others can find this podcast as well. I appreciate you and look forward to taking this journey together.